Welcome to the New American Dream. I got an amazing guest on today, as seen on TV. You were with CNN, and now she teaches you guys how to lever up your life. Lynn Smith, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Nate. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Right now, everyone's got to be TV ready, right? Because even if it's just for a podcast, you got to be able to deliver through the lens. It's huge. And once you guys learn how a lot of you guys watching, you guys are doing real estate and um, business. But if you guys and I know some of you guys have already started your own um, stations, man, you got to get some coaches so you can get ahead quicker. Just like I teach you how to get ahead in real estate, takes a shortcut. You got to get you a media coach. She's done amazing things for amazing people. We'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, hey, welcome so much. And we've got Small World. She actually went to college not too far from where I live at. My parents actually live in Oxford, Ohio. So um, that's a really good school, too. So you must be really smart. I don't know about that, but uh, yeah, it's a great school, um, but it's such a small world that both of us are from Ohio. Good people in Ohio. Good, solid Americans. Fun fact about uh, Miami University, Jay Leno went there. Did you ever see when he went there? No, but I was an NBC page, so I used to see people at the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Jay Leno went there and they were bragging about Bruno's Pizza and he uh, ate yeah. some Bruno's Pizza and he said, you got to be drunk to eat this. This is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just went back recently and I went into CJ's and I was like, Oh my God, does it smell horrible in here? We used to spend all night in here. How is that possible? And then that's when I officially realized I'm old. Oh no, you're not old. You're not old. (laughs) So um, tell us about your, you know, what we like to show people on here is that you got normal people that are living extraordinary lives because of the decisions that they've made, because of the people that they've made and because of the intent that they've learned to put into their life. So let's go back and if you mind sharing a little bit about your childhood and how you how you grew up. Yeah, I mean, my father was my greatest influence. So he's an immigrant. Um, My family fled Ukraine in 1944. He was born along the way, spent four years in bomb shelters in Germany before they came here um, when he was four years old. And he was eventually told when he was a senior in high school that he wasn't smart enough to go to college. Mm. And he could have listened to that voice, which I now coach people. I call it your brain bully. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, it's that voice in your head telling you you can't do something. And sometimes your brain bully is right in front of your face telling you you can't wow, do something. Brain bully. I love it. And he was looking at his brain bully and he could have said, yeah, I guess I'm not smart enough. I'm going to go become a carpenter like his father, which is an honorable p- profession. My grandfather was extremely talented, but he went on to play baseball, which I know you have a son that plays baseball. He got a baseball scholarship at Pratt. He went on to get his master's at MIT and Cornell and also a doctorate at Cornell. Well, MIT, (laughs) Cornell, but he wasn't smart enough. I know. That's the point is when your brain Brain tells you that. And he went on to become the assistant secretary of the Department of Energy. So you can literally do anything. Wow. Now, what year did he, what year did he come here from Ukraine? He was born along the way, you said. He was born along the way. So he came to the United States in 1950. He was born in 1945. So he was born right like as my grandparents were going through Czechoslovakia, which is now Czech Republic. Um, and of course, he was too young to remember any of those challenging times. But um, I remember talking to my grandparents about it, which I wish we had iPhones back then and I could have recorded all of their amazing <laughs> stories. You know, we had those big VHS, you know, we can't find tapes yep. of. Um, and, you know, it's just all throughout my career, I felt like I have a 
great responsibility for the sacrifices that my family went through to be able to afford me the opportunity to even go to college. And so Mm -hmm. I always felt that great weight of, you know, when given either my brain bully or a challenge, it was like, let's do this. Come on. Like, I, I need to do this. This is my responsibility to do this. So look, if you guys are out here struggling, I need you to think about why you're doing this because her father paid the price and ultimately her grandparents paid the price so that she could have an opportunity. What are you doing to make sure that your kids or whatever your why is could be your nieces, nephews, uncle, I don't care. What are you doing to pay the price to make sure that your generations that come after you or maybe right in front of you aren't falling victim to the brain bully? Because see, the brain bully is something that we're taught a lot of times. And so you have to undo those years of thinking because that's scarcity mindset. So that's, that's amazing. That's an amazing story. And man, kudos, kudos to your dad. I mean, just overcoming. Because a lot of times when people tell you, you can't do this or you can't do that. And we listen to them. But yeah. if you can identify and understand that that is their insecurity and fear and we call it projecting their insecurity and fear on you, then you'll be in a much better place. Those aren't the type of people that are going to help you get successful because a lot of times they're telling you that out of fear of their self. So congratulations on, you know, taking the opportunity to, to lever up your life. So your parents, both New York immigrants, and, they, and, and, and you're one generation removed from being an immigrant and you're all over TV you're a star and you're teaching people now how to do this their self. On my mom's side, I'm actually second generation because she is Italian and they came over I'm on my grandmother's side. And, you know, having both of those experiences, yes, it drove me to push myself as hard as I could. And that did get me into this amazing career as a news anchor. But I spent those 15 years getting the skill set to be able to connect to the lens, right? That's a, that's a skill set. You don't just automatically look at a black hole and you that's connect right. to the lens. And I wasn't feeling as fulfilled in my job as a news anchor. I wanted my impact to be greater. And so I thought if I could reverse engineer that skill set and show others that skill of connecting to the lens, they can make such a greater impact. They have their message. They just don't have the vehicle to be able to share it with the masses. And Mm. so that's why I created the program to be able to teach people how to do that and then brought on the pipes to be able to get them into those massive platforms in the media. And so tell us about, and and I know this firsthand because I do social media and I never really thought of it as a craft. I just thought of this, oh, people do that for fun. But when you realize that we influencers are starting to take the place of CBS, NBC, we are starting to, people want to buy from normal people. They don't want to buy from commercialism as much. And the younger generation doesn't even watch TV with commercials. So you, if you want to be an influencer, then I would highly recommend, and we're going to put your link below that they sign up. You have a free consultation they can get to see if your uh, course is a good fit for them. Absolutely. We have a free 30 minute call to learn about the green room. The green room is the training program that we put people through. And what I'll say is this new avenue of the media, it's going to look completely different than what it did when we sat down as a family and turned on the evening news. 
that there's always going to be a need for your message. That's never Mm going to change. Your expertise and your content will always have value. It's a matter of having the ability to get into the places where people will see it. And that's the key. And I talk to people every single day who are just like, I just don't know how to get that door open. And that's the key. You have to have the right person with the keys. Well, that's great. And I know that everything in life, is not always easy. So tell us about some of the challenges that you had to overcome because I know that nobody reaches a level of success. Just that doesn't happen like that in life. So for the people that are sitting out here right now struggling, um, what can you tell them that maybe something you faced and how you overcame it? Um, the most important thing is that success is not the destination. Success is the journey. And mm. so if you are able to be in the really good successes and the really hard failures, that's what will get you to the destination. So I was told by my first news director that I would never make it in the top 10 market. Like I should just throw in the towel. You're just not good on camera. Um, Again, a brain bully saying to your face and you can choose to listen to that or you can put in the hard work and the hard work is yeah, I made some embarrassing mistakes and live shots and my, you know, my reputation took some hits because I did, I wasn't as polished and I was in bigger newsrooms because I had happened to come as a producer from the Today Show. So I was in Hartford, Connecticut and then Philadelphia and then New York. But I always had the grit and the determination that I wasn't going to let that failure win. Mm. So I call my failures, my lessons. And we'd never say that I fear lessons. We'd say I fear failure. And I recently had a client that said to me, you know, I'm afraid I'm not good enough and I'm afraid of failing. We're talking like leaders of billion dollar companies to the startup CEO. They all have the same fears. So what I tell them to do is to say it out loud, to force them to talk themselves out of that fear. And the best part about the fear of failure, it's like, great, that's an easy one. You're going to fail. Great. We don't even have to worry about that because it's going to happen. It's what you do when it happens that determines whether or not you succeed. And so it's my favorite thing to talk about because it's so empowering to reclaim Mm -hmm. what it is we think is going to hold us back. But no, no, it's not what's going to hold us back. It's what actually is going to allow us to be what we want to be. And, you know, just to reiterate on that, is that something that was pivotal? Did that give you, did you, did you turn that into energy and say, Hey, I'm going to prove him or her wrong. Yeah, I think that there's something like in my bones, right? Like I can't, like I don't play golf, right? But my friends want me to play golf with them. And I'm like, I'm going to get lessons and I'm going to get the best clubs and I will I'm going to crush you. I'm going to be on the LPGA after this. Don't you play with me? Yeah. It's just same thing as an entrepreneur. Like I started my business just myself and I was like, I'm going to network every single day. I am going to research. I read profit first. I read all the business books. I'm going to make sure that I can succeed at this. And I failed a ton along the way, but I never gave up. And the one thing that I continuously tell people is you have to just keep going. Just keep keep going. going. Say those three words every time you're about to throw in the towel because If you follow those three words, you will get there eventually. You might fail Mm -hmm. 15 more times, but you will eventually. And and, and I don't even think it's failing. And and so we look at it like Thomas Edison. Yeah, he said, you know, um, he said, I have not failed 10,000 times building a light bulb. 
He said, mm-hmm. I just found 10,000 ways it didn't work. That's right. And so, but all of that is the determination because you will never find a successful person that did not fail, but you'll never find a successful person that laid down on failure. And when you get up and learn, and guys, include me, you know, I went to prison twice. I got four felonies. None of that matters because where I'm at today and where she's at today, all you guys will see success. But I'm telling you that there were days where I cried and probably hurt too because you, you it's just not easy, but it's part of the journey. So That's if right. you're struggling, if you're having a hard time, then I can tell you, you are on the right road. Don't give up. Keep pushing through. Just keep going. So what's next? You, you, you told me a little bit before we talked, like you're truly living the, the new American dream because you're able to live from wherever you want. You're able to do the work. But guys, I don't want you to think that she just woke up and did this. This was decades of hard work, probably from the time you were before you were even 10. You start your mind starts thinking about doing things um, and bring them into fruition. So tell us about where you're at now and ultimately how you got there. Yeah, I think there's a video of me, a VHS that we probably can't find, um, of me doing a newscast. We got we got some younger viewers. Uh, can you explain to them what VHS oh, yes. is? What is a VHS? That is those old black bricks that you had to put into a little rewind system where we watched videos on. Yes, that existed, and we had a uh, you know pigeon that flew them uh, <laughs> to the next place. No, but I you know had this video at seven years old of me pretending to be a newscaster, and I think that's such a good message for you mm-hmm. if you are just starting out. Is there's something within you that you feel that just has that fire and you're not sure what that's going to look like. You're not sure how it's going to play out. You don't even know what role you want to end up on. And that's the best place because then you never miss opportunities on the left and the right getting there. Mm. But if you have that fire within you, follow that follow it. And then everything else opens up the way it's supposed to. It's, it's never, I think if you talk to anyone that has achieved in their career, it is never the line that they thought they would follow. And so so for me, I didn't think I was going to end up here. Let's just put it that way. mm -hmm. No. So that was something that you said that I would like, if you could to expound for the viewers, because what do you mean that it's never right here and it could be here and there? Because what you're talking about is broadening your horizon. And so many of you guys are looking for this one specific thing that you yeah. think it's going to be. And what she's saying is that when you map out your path on life and you get cut loose day one, nothing goes as planned. You got to adapt. You got to adapt or die. And so... That's- what can you tell the person? Cause I mean, there are people that struggle paralysis analysis. That's right. And you got some people right now that are watching, listening to this and saying, I don't know if that's me. Can you just explain? Cause that's really important. I believe. I think if you're sitting down and you're saying, I want to be the CEO of Coca-Cola and all you do is sit down with pen and paper and try and map that out. You're spinning your wheels. You're spinning your wheels because you've just shut out 15 other doors that might open Mm -hmm. along the way that might put you on the path to get you 15 times more of what impact you want to make than the CEO of Coca-Cola. And so I really advise people, especially early on in their careers, is feel what it is inside of you that's like burning. What impact do you want to make? What problem do you want to solve? And then go into it with humility 
And as the great Jerry Seinfeld once said, (laughs) keep your head down in success and your head up in failure. It is Mm. what I've always tried to follow in my own career of there's going to be a time that I get laid off or I'm unemployed. So this great job that I have, just keep your head down. It's good, but you never know what's next. And let life happen to you. Let yourself meet the right people that open up doors that you never even knew were possible. Open yourself up to that possibility and that possibility will come to you. And that's great that you said that um, because so many of us get caught up in our failures that we can't see that this is part of the process. And like she said, you want to be the CEO of Coca-Cola and they call you and say, hey, I got a, a, you know, truck driving route for Coca-Cola. You say, well, I can't do that because I can't. Maybe you go in there and you figure out a way to do this packaging or whatever. So don't miss out on opportunity. Follow your path, follow your passion, which has led you to where you're at right now. Because you are at a point now where you're living the new American dream. And really now you're at a point in your life where really nobody can let you off. Right. Unless I'm really mad at myself one day and I just want to cut the tie and say, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that's, that's what I always dreamed of. Right. To be your own boss, especially as a news anchor. I mean, I worked around the clock. I worked every weekend for eight years. I worked holidays every year and that was 15 years of my life. So I was, Mm -hmm. yeah, you have to sacrifice. There is no shortcut to financial freedom or to independence when it comes to being an entrepreneur. Um, Not that you have to go into corporate America and sacrifice for 15 years. You can do this on your own for 15 years or however long it takes you. You know, there have been people who are wildly successful at 25. Mm -hmm. I just mean, you know, putting in the hard work is impossible to avoid. And I think that right now, you know, having done that, you know, I love that you say the new American dream because my father came here with the American dream and achieved it. And because of that, I'm able to now have this new concept where I don't have to go work for corporate America. I can build a business because I'm solving somebody's problem. I can build a business because I create multiple streams of income. I can build a business because it makes me a better mom for my kids and I'm Mm -hmm. home in the mornings to be able to pack lunch. That isn't possible, I think, his generation ago. Uh, I don't think that was conceivable. They had a different American dream. Their American dream was to... Just get a job and have a house and have a car and have freedom because coming from Ukraine, just freedom is huge. Oh, yeah. Uh, And and, and so not just now, but me and my wife were in Kiev in 2020 and Mm -hmm. this was amazing, beautiful place. And and she said something to me before we went. She said, well, you know, the the Russians in Ukraine, I said, oh, that's 700 miles away, honey. I never thought something like that would happen. And so um we're going to pray for your your family, any family you have left over there. I'm sure you still have family left there. We do have some in Lviv. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. Um, so. it's, you know, it's something that is a reminder that life is incredibly short, that things can change very rapidly. We're insanely lucky in this country. I think we take it so for granted we that we are know, even we're born into it. We're born into it. So we have no concept of the fact that like the fact that we can own our own business and <laughs> nobody is going to shut it down. And the fact that we're, I can mm-hmm. sit here as a woman and have a conversation where I have my own opinions and that I actually mm-hmm. am invited on to speak. Um, all of those things are incredibly, incredibly rare in most everywhere. And so so we as people who can live the new American dream, I think we can also appreciate the new American dream and be grateful for it and not as, you know, assuming that we deserve it. 
So what's next for you? And, you know, the new American dream part, you move where you wanted to be at. You're running your business from home for the most part. I mean, you probably got. I travel outside, a good bit. Yes. Travel yeah. a good bit. But you, you said one thing to me that to me defines the new American dream. It's being able to spend time with your kids, being able to pack lunch. Because your father, if anything like mine, that was the sacrifice that they made to get you in a position was that they didn't have as much time because they had to kind of work this schedule for somebody else. Um, was that true in your childhood? Oh, yeah. I mean, my dad would come home from work at 630 just so he could have 30 minutes of dinner. And then he'd go into his office at home and he'd work until nine, 10 o'clock at night, get up at six o'clock in the morning, go to the office. And he did that for 25 years and was mm -hmm. very successful. But that's all I knew. That's all I had. And that's all I he knew work to advise me. Yeah. And it's all he knew to advise me. So when I told him I was leaving my corporate America cushy anchor contract job, <laughs> he oh, was he like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> um, so how did that but, go over? Well, I mean, you know, being in my near mid forties, it goes over the way that it, it, you know, you sure you want to do this? Like, you know, the consequences. And I was like, I got this, I got this. And, you know, now I called him when I got my first year PL and told him where we landed in the green. And he was just like, wow, that's awesome. And that I'll was like bet. everything I could possibly want for in my career is to have my dad say something like that. Cause that reflects on him. That's awesome. And, and look, I know there's somebody out there that's, that's afraid right now. Yeah. Fear is okay, but to let it sit there and control your life is not okay. Tell us when you made that decision, like it, it that had to be hard. Everything me, yeah. you, from the time you were eight years old, you knew you wanted to be a news anchor, but you fulfilled all that. And then now it's time for what's next. Yeah. The easy path would have been, Hey, let me just retire from here. Right. How did you overcome that? I think that if something scares me, I know it's what I should be doing. And then I learned to manage fear. Um, I initially starting the company, there were many sleepless nights, many networking calls. I mean, I had to build a book, right? I mean, it's many, many, many months of trusting yourself and believing in yourself when maybe no one else does. Because if you can't believe in yourself, how can I expect someone to invest in me mm -hmm. and hire me? if I'm not believing in myself. So that was in this stage of my business. And now, you know, I media train people, but I've br been brought on to now help connect them to newsrooms. The top 200 newsrooms in the country are using TMX. That's what I was brought on to run, TMX Access, which is experts being connected to newsrooms. And when I was approached about it, you know, it's scary. I've got a great business. I built it. I worked really hard. And, you know, it's another full-time job and I could possibly cannibalize my own business. And I spent a lot of time thinking about why wouldn't I do it if I know what the potential of it is. And the only thing I could come down to was being afraid. That's it. Only mm. thing that was left was fear. Once I peeled away all the other pieces of what could go wrong or is this the right place or da 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 da, da everything was settled except for that one feeling and so I said out loud, which is exactly what I coach people to do. You have to say those fears out loud. If the only thing that's holding me back from doing something is that I'm afraid to do it, 
then it's probably what I should be doing. And so you got to lean into that. You got to live in the uncertainty and that there's no guarantees. But if something doesn't end up that you want to end up, then you know you have the ability and the resiliency to recover and recoup and regrow. And that's where I am now. You asked me what's next. I'm in, I'm in another fear stage and that's good. I yes. feel good about fear now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just to reiterate on that, um, me and my partner, we grew up both. I grew up poor. You know, my father was a railroader, but he was an alcoholic. So, mm-hmm. you know, by the time I was 22, I've been in, 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 in an orphanage and then out of prison twice. Mm-hmm. And so me and my partner, we started off buying $5,000 houses. Nobody would give me a job after I have felonies. And so we bought these $5,000 houses. Last Wednesday, we launched a $110 million project we're building out of the ground. And so there was always fear. But me and him used to wake up every day and challenge each other like, hey, man, um, is what you're doing scaring you today? And if the answer was no, we'd be like, dude, we're not, we're not pushing ourselves then. Because the things that you used to fear five years ago are just a normal part of your life now, right? There's no more fear in it. And so what happens is you begin to elevate your mind because that that mind bully you talked about. And as you begin to normalize things that were fearful to you, you're going to the next level. That's right. And that's how you get there. So how can you help people get to the next level? What, and I, I know you got an amazing program some of the things you've already told us about your mentorship, but what can people get from you? Uh, I know I got a lot of you, Tico. You want to do social media? These are people that are my students that have become millionaires um, under under me showing how to do properties. Christine, Okino, whole group of you guys that are starting to do social media yourself. Yeah. What, how can you help them out? Yeah, and this is just connecting to the lens and being good on camera. That's the skill set. And so, yes, I have my media training and that funnels you into the newsrooms and we get you bookings, but I also have the boardroom. So if the green room is to take you from thought leader to go to media expert, the boardroom is to take you from leader to thought leader so that you're respected to revered. And that's the communication level. That's taking you to that next communication level where you are able to be relatable And just like the story you just told me, I feel more connected to you than anything else that you've said. That one story that you were able to articulate so clearly and so concisely, that's what people connect to. And that's what everyone that listens to this podcast, I have no doubt why they listen in is because they've now trusted you because of that story. So I tell people you have three seconds to get someone to like you and you have 30 seconds to get someone to trust you. That's it. And in that story, you got to my 30 seconds and that trust in that time frame. And that's a, something that I don't think people are focusing on. I think they're like, oh, I need to do this pointing of the video and this is the trending sound. No, it's your authentic self mm-hmm. that will allow you to become an influencer. That's great. That's great news. So uh, we're going to put a link below to sign up. And I would love to be on your podcast if you got a podcast. I know you got a podcast, but. I, I've got a podcast. It's a parenting podcast. Um, but that's, that's uh, so I, in addition to the many hats I wear, I host two parenting podcasts because one of the, I talk about all of my jobs, but the most important one is 
CEO of the house. And so <laughs> one of the things that I still fear that I haven't overcome is parenting. And so we um, bring on experts and things like that to be able to really make sense of this wild ride of parenting. <laughs> no, is that so? And so won't you share with us the name of that so we can go check you out? Yep. It's Stroller Coaster. So Munchkin, which is the baby <laughs> brand. Stroller coaster, like it roller coaster. Parenting. Right. Yep. yep. Um, and so it's something that, you know, helps me tremendously in my own parenting. But I think of and probably if any of your listeners are parents, you know, they our kids are who we do the job for. And, Amen. you know, my company is called Ryland Media. It's after my son's rider in Lachlan. And it's it's all of our why if we have kids. Yeah, right. And so how do we be our best at our why? And that was a part of my business I wanted to make sure that I focused on. Well, Lynn Smith, that is an amazing story. That is amazing. Um, Thanks, what a pleasure to I'm be with so, you. I'm so proud of you for everything that Thank you've you. overcome. Well, and living the you. new the new American dream. Guys, make sure that you go check out her podcast. We're going to put the link below. And make sure any of you that really want to be successful, don't go out here and fail, 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 fail. That's fine. But if you want to take a shortcut... To getting where you need to go and you want to do media, click on the link below and we're going to put you in touch for your free 30-minute consultation with Lynn.